Good Morning Nancy is a horror movie podcast, so it may not be for all audiences. This episode mentions thoughts of suicide and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good Morning Nancy, my name is Gracie. And I'm Abby. And it's time for a spooky coffee break. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your coffee break. Coffee breaks are our version of mini episodes, and this is when Abby and I discuss and do whatever the heck we want. Most of the time, it's unscripted, but this week we have a script. Oh, and we have some small creepy pastas to read that hopefully frighten and disturb you. We're ghosts. Yes. Now, most of these I got from an article by Audrey Webster from thelineup.com because I was too lazy to find these myself. So, (laughs) link is in the show notes if you'd like to read more little creepypastas. Oh, and a listener's note, you'll notice an audio change on Abby's end because, like we mentioned in our last coffee break, Abby just recently moved, so she had to use her computer mic for this episode. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. Let's get this Halloween coffee break party started. Okay, here I go. I'm going to (laughs) read Darkness in the Rearview Mirror by Unknown. In the summer of 2013... I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As was usual at night, I was on edge. Oh no. (laughs) Me every night. I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on pavement and the dull hum of the engine. I stole a glance into the middle rearview mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just seemingly just the seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not ten seconds later, a car passed me to the left. Headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes, like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's just a tree, or when you start, or when you start awake, or when you. <laughs> I just copied these from online, so just keep going. (laughs) Okay. Or when you start awake at night with the feeling of falling. Ten seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly, a car. I drove the rest of the way home shivering, knowing something was off. The next morning, I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was on the left rear, one was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time I distinctly remembered seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility one, by some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within ten seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. (laughs) However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. It didn't even occur to me until two months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility two. The car was normal. 
It had approached me from the rear and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the sides. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. That one's really spooky. That was spooky. All right, Gracie, your turn. All right, this one's called Roommate Troubles by unknown the worst (laughs) this actually happened to me a few years back at the university of arts in philadelphia a likely story my sophomore year i roomed with a girl named kara she was a jazz vocalist but her main interest was opera Ooh, okay we had a small room on the sixth floor of a dormitory called juniper hall the walls were thin and her last night's singing and voice practices would keep me up late after a month or so of lost sleep, I convinced her to move her last night, her late night. I was supposed to be late night. It says last night. You know what? These people don't know how to write. <laughs> God damn it. I convinced her late night practices to the music studios. What? Okay. Basically, this person told her to go to the music studio and to leave her alone. Around 8 a.m. Oh, my God. Around 8 p.m. one evening. Kara announced that she would be practicing late for an upcoming recital and probably wouldn't be home till around midnight. Great, I thought. That means I can go to bed early. I was beat. I had a horrible day in acting studio and was ready to pass out as soon as I had dinner. She said goodnight and left, coffee and sheet music in hand. Do-to-do. I made some grilled cheese and soup, yum, gobbled it down, and immediately began to prepare for prepare for my bed okay (laughs) by the time i got out of the shower my eyelids were so heavy i could barely brush my teeth i pulled on my pjs and crawled into the top bunk of our bunk bed i was out as soon as my head hit the pillow bunk beds yeah in a dorm are they 14 no it's college abby Okay, Gracie, whatever you say. We have bunk beds. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. I should take a second to describe the layout of our apartment. Oh, it's an apartment. Oh, that's weird. Oh, bunk beds in an apartment? I'm uncomfortable. Yes. When entering the apartment, the bedroom was through a door immediately to the left. Our bathroom was inside the bedroom, just past the bunk beds. UArts is nice in a sense that you don't have to share bathrooms. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I woke up to the sound of the apartment door closing. I opened my eyes and groggily checked my phone. Midnight on the dot. I rolled back over and closed my eyes. I heard Kara enter the room and stop in front of the bunk bed, checking to see if I'm actually asleep, I thought. She flopped down on the bed below me, which was strange as she was a... Dickler for brushing her teeth and washing up before bed. Okay. Then again, exams were just around the corner and we were all exhausted. The mattress below me creaked and then was silent. I couldn't even hear her breathing. I started to drift off again. I was just on the edge of deep sleep when I was startled awake again by a noise. A key in the lock, the door opening, and Kara entering our apartment, humming an opera tune. The mattress below me creaked. <gasps> Oh, that was actually very scary. That is very scary. And that's why you don't get bunk beds. Okay, well, how about you read your next one? Okay, this one's called It Started as a Leak by Unknown. The rainy season began in early summer, and June had been no exception. 
It did not surprise the man when he discovered rainwater dripping from his dining room ceiling. Shrugging it off, he placed a tall pot beneath the leak and expected it to stop on its own. However, it continued to rain, and before he knew it, the pot would threaten to overflow. He had to dump the water out first thing in the morning and straight after he returned home from work. Eventually, he began to notice water damage at the source of the leak. Well, <laughs> the white ceiling had discolored, turning a shade of brown. Turning a dull shade of brown. Oh, sorry. He checked the weather and realized that it would continue to rain sporadically over the next 10 days. The man was worried about the ceiling mildewing and becoming an expensive repair, so he called a local handyman. Finally! Unfortunately, the man could not sign to have the repairs done. Only his landlord could. It was what? a frustrating... Yeah, I know. What? Move out of there, guy. Not realistic. Your ceiling is going to fall down on you. It was a frustrating policy. The man, <laughs> the man called his landlord but could not reach him. What? He left him a few voicemails dealing, detailing how the damage was becoming progressively worse. The man was clueless as to why his landlord would not return his calls. They usually kept in touch, speaking at least twice a month. Finally, he reasoned that he would not be held accountable for any damages sustained. One night, the man was startled awake by a massive thump. He quickly turned on his bedside lamp, and just vaguely, he could see an overturned table and a large shape laying across it. He sprinted out of his apartment and called the police, gagging at the smell. No. Oh, no, I don't like where this is going. The man sat in the police station with a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and a coffee mug resting in his hands. He did know one thing. There had been a dead body in his ceiling? In the water? had saturated it so badly that it caved under the weight. <gasps> what? So far, the body was unidentifiable due to the rainwater and was being autopsied? The man waited. He called his landlord and finally reached him, panicking as he explained the situation. His landlord was just as alarmed, and the man pleaded for him to come to the station while he made a statement. The man paused as a detective crossed over to him, and he lowered his phone, wondering if the body had been identified. His blood ran immediately cold, and he shook his head with terror. The body belonged to Richard Thompson, his landlord, and he had died over a year ago. That's not what disturbed him the most. If his landlord was dead, then who was pretending to be him? Oh, that was a good uh, one, too. Wow, that's creepy. But also, but he'd been up there for a year. He would have smelled it. A whole year? Yeah. I'll suspend <laughs> my disbelief for now. In the name of creepypastas, I guess. In the name of creepypastas. Okay. <laughs> Let's. I thought you just said creepypasties. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that too. <laughs> Pasties in the shape of skeleton heads. <laughs> Oh creepy my God. pasties. <laughs> Can oh. we officially rename them? <laughs> <laughs> creepy pasties. <laughs> They're like erotic uh, creepy pastas. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Oh, I'm crying. Okay. Oh boy. Oh, okay. Geez. We got one more, and this okay. one is called "Kids in the Dark" by dot 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 unknown. Ew. Growing up poor in the Deep South meant sharing a lot with my little brother, Ollie. Most often, we passed toys, clothes, and skin conditions between us. Great. What? I don't know. Maybe chicken pox is what he means. It's so strange. 
Ew, okay. Uh, up until he was six, we even shared a bed. Neither of us was happy about that. It was my 10th birthday when that changed. Oh my god. I got one present that year, and it was a bed of my own. Ollie was jealous right away, and I could understand why. He had to keep that half-broken down frame with the worn-out mattress. The one I had gotten wasn't much better, but not being broken and worn was enough. Sleeping apart was a great feeling. It was freedom. No longer would I have to suffer the sudden and inexplicable kicks to my stomach. No longer would I wake up with Ollie's foot pressed into my neck like he stepped on Dracula the night before. What? What does that mean? Like, my neck like he'd stepped on Dracula? What? Why, why do I get the ones that are I can't understand? <laughs> this is strange. Uh, at least, that's what I thought. Right away, right after I got the new bed, the shriek started. At first, I thought it was Ollie, who woke up in the middle of the night and screamed because he had gotten scared. Then the sound echoed through the tiny room again, and I knew it wasn't a normal cry. I imagine it sounds like... Ah! Oh, thanks. You're welcome. The room was always black <laughs> as pitch after sunset. The one window we had was pressed against a long leaf pine, and even the biggest, brightest moon cast no light inside. The shriek just about drove me crazy. Every night, probably at the same exact time, these sharp yelps would knock me right out of my dreams. It wasn't my mom or dad yelling either. I knew what that sounded like. Believe me. Most worrying of all was the fact that I could never tell where it was coming from. It seemed completely random. No. One night, it'd come from somewhere near the closet. The next, it'd shoot from a corner of the ceiling. Oh, that's terrible. Any hope I'd have of having my own space would get dashed every time as Ollie would silently slip into the bed with me, shaking like crazy. He'd clasped onto me and wouldn't let go until it was almost daybreak. Most times I'd take his hand and tell him everything was going to be okay, that it would be over by morning, but I was never really sure. Over time, the shriek started changing. At first, it was only by small degrees, but eventually it took on the primal hooting sound of a primate calling out with fierce warning. I had to clasp pillows over my ears just to keep from going deaf. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Mom and Dad never believed me or Ollie, basically because the thing, whatever it was, refused to make a peep when they were in the room. Apparently, they couldn't even hear it through the walls, even though it was damn sure loud enough. The shriek... The shriek just got worse and worse until I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. Me and Ollie were doing really bad in school and we had just no energy at all. I could sleep more deeply with my head propped up and my eyes open in the middle of class than in my own room at night. Then, thankfully, we moved out of the house nearly a year later. I had contemplated all sorts of things, even a child's clumsy concept of suicide to get away from the horrific nightly noise. Oh, that's terrible. That is um, terrible. So there was no problem at the next house. It was nice, white cookie cutter home on the dead end of a street, and I welcomed its normacy. What's more, when we moved in there was a bunk bed waiting for me and Ollie. Oh my god, another bunk bed. Oh my god. No more broken bed. No more second bed I ended up having to share anyway. The only problem was deciding who would get the top bunk. I told Ollie I deserved it. After all, I had gotten a new bed way back, and he ruined it by climbing in every night. What? He shook his head. I never did that. <gasps> 
I had always wondered why the noise stopped the second I was sharing my bed. Now, I had the answer. Oh, so it wasn't his brother. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Wait, Gracie. What? Didn't they read this one on last podcast? Oh, they did? I think they did. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoops. <laughs> well, either way, it was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Who read it, I wonder? <laughs> I I want to say it was Ben. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't worry. Somebody will tell us. One of our listeners will be like, listen, listen, Linda. All right. Who read it better, me or last podcast on the left? <laughs> oh, my God. Please. We'll have to put a vote up. Oh, my Rate God. Rate and review. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so Give funny. that episode five stars on iTunes, please, and thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's all we have for this spooky coffee break. I hope you all were spooked by these stories. Yeah, we hope you all have an extremely safe and fun Halloween this year. Maybe yes. not, like, too safe, though. Just sort of well, safe. Well, make sure you have some fun. Just Don't make be... sure you live to tell about it. That's all we yeah. ask. Yes, and let us know what you guys have planned this year. I think my husband and I are just going to kind of walk around town, eat candy, and carve a pumpkin and watch movies this year. It's going to be pretty chill. How about you, Abby? Um, I think we're going to try to summon a demon. Oh, cool. Well, <laughs> JK, JK, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're not. We'll probably just hand out candy to the kids and um, eat ourselves into a sugar coma. Ooh, see, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, so fun. Yeah. Basically very... the same thing as summoning a demon, if we're being completely honest. So you, You're you summoning a bunch of little different demons by having candy. You're right. We are. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. So kind of cute, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, for those of you who might not know, Abby and I like to take a few weeks off in between seasons so that we can sort of collect ourselves and prepare for the next season. So we'll be back on November 19th, 2019. And I know that seems really far away, but don't worry, it won't be. We'll be back. And we'll be back with a very special episode about, drumroll, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh! Yes, so make sure you read up on his short stories and poems this Halloween so you are prepared for the episode. And I'd like to take this moment to mention our Lori and Ellen patrons by name. We've got our Ellen patrons who are Kate, Michael, and Jarvis. You guys rock. Thank you so, so much. And our Lori patrons, we got Chris, Keenan, Dorian, Felicia, Janelle, Jillian, Julie, Maggie, Nick, Shauna, Stacy, and Valerie. We are so thankful for you. We wouldn't be here without you. So thank you guys so, so much forever and always. And make sure you guys check out our merch shop at goodmorningnancy.com slash merch and trick or treat yourself to that logo mug you've had your eye on. Oh, no, Gracie. <laughs> oh, here it comes. You can also head on over to patreon.com slash goodmorningnancy for a big old candy bar of an episode. Oh, no. <laughs> That's premiering on Halloween. Yes. Yes. Okay, so Abby and I watched and reviewed Uncanny Annie. It's the new Into the Dark movie on Hulu. Only Sally and Lori and Ellen patrons will be able to listen, so make sure you become a patron. Yeah, and you can also help support the show by following us on social media. 
Facebook at Good Morning Nancy, Twitter at Good Morning Nan, and Instagram at Good Morning Nancy Podcast. You can also tell a friend to help spread the word about our show. We love you all to death. Have a happy Halloween and a good morning. Bye.